Yeah, well, I shared with you, I shared those of you who heard this morning, I shared with you what I was going to talk about tonight. So a little while ago, I almost got in a fight. And um, I thought, you know, I might be a bit old for that, to say something like that. But I almost got in a fight, and I was going to share with you sort of what happened. So my wife, Rachel, had asked me to empty the dishwasher for like the 20th time, and I forgot it. No, I'm kidding. No, 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 I'm just kidding. So, so what happened? It was crazy. So... I, uh, my son, Josiah, my oldest boy, he, he had been working at a Chiefs game. And uh, I was picking him up in the evening, picking him and his mates up, and I was going to meet him at a supermarket. Uh, so I'm, I'm hanging out in the, in the car park waiting for him, and he and his mates are in the supermarket spending their, their hard-earned cash and, and buying treats. So I'm standing outside. I just want to get home, read a book, want them to hurry up. And anyway, there's this guy out in the car park He's drunk, and he's very angry. And he starts off kind of happy, but you can just see the anger starting to escalate. And I'm thinking, hurry up, Josiah. Let's go home. He's getting angrier, and he starts moving towards the supermarket. And there's someone inside the shop that he's angry with. It's the focus of his anger. So he starts to get louder, starts to get more abusive. And then all of a sudden, he starts hitting the window, and he starts yelling at someone on the inside of the shop. And I'm going, oh, no. And my wife, later when we were talking about it, she said, you know, did you talk to God? Did you pray? I said, yeah. And she said, did you ask him what to do? And I went, oh, well, nah. <laughs> my prayers, sort of, they, they'll never be collected in a, in a prayer, of, a book of Christian prayers, really, because my prayers went something like this. Oh, God, please let Josiah hurry up. <laughs> I just want to go home. I don't want to get involved. You see, those prayers, they're not going to find those on fridge magnets anywhere. I don't want to get involved. I just want to go home, you know. And so, I, I, so I'm talking to God because that's what you do, hey, as a Christian, hopefully. And so I'm talking, and this guy's getting angry and he starts pounding on the window and it's escalating. So now he's gone into the shop and this elderly man gets in his way, so he shoves him to the ground. And I'm going, oh, it's escalating. You know, what do I do? Because I don't like tension, I don't like conflict. What do I do? So I'm standing there. And then a young lady, obviously the manager, steps in and she starts speaking really politely, really calmly. And she says to him, look, I'm really sorry, but we can't have you in here while you're acting like that. You know, I need to ask you to leave. She's really polite, really calm. And this guy's looking around. He's looking around for whoever he's, he's angry with. And then I feel a shift. And he puts all of his focus on this young woman. And he says to her, oh, you're sorry? And I just saw her start to back off. I saw her start to get scared and this guy starts to flare up and he starts to walk towards her. And I'm just going, oh, where? We'll just pause there. What do I do? What do I do in that situation? Uh, There's plenty of reasons to not get involved, yeah? There's plenty of reasons to get involved, yeah? Um, if If I don't get involved... Why? That why is really important in life. But if I do get involved, how? You know, so what do I do? And so would you agree that I need some wisdom in that situation? I need some wisdom. And that's sort of, as, as I look at this, you know, the series, we've, we've been having a look at wisdom but just thinking about that, I needed wisdom in order to deal with these, these difficult circumstances that are confronting me in life. I didn't ask for it. 
Um, these circumstances were beyond my control. It was out of my hands. But having found myself in that situation, what do I do? How would I respond? I needed wisdom. So we'll come back to the story. Actually, I haven't checked. Um, who's on PowerPoint tonight? Have you, got my, have you got my PowerPoint there? Please, if we could bring up that first slide. Thank you very much. I can't see you, but thank you so much. Josh, thank you, Josh. Much appreciated, brother. Give him a hand. Give him a hand. Thank you, Josh. Really appreciate that. Because what is, see, what is wisdom? What is wisdom? Biblically. And I like, here's Pastor Tim Keller. I like this. He defines wisdom as competence with regards to the complex realities of life. I like that. Competence. So there's, a, there's an ability, there's a skill. But the complex realities of life. Life is complex. True? You're complex. I'm complex. You've, you've walked this path and we, we all come together. And life. Here, Here's the thing. Wisdom isn't this insert tab A into slot B and you're guaranteed this. Life doesn't work like that. True? So, so wisdom is a competence with regards to dealing with the complex realities of life. I like this. This is, this is the guts of it. It has to do with understanding a particular situation and then knowing the right thing to do. Note it's a particular situation. So it's not what do I do whenever I'm in this situation and this will cover every situation we could... No, life's not like that. I needed to know what 51-year-old Simon had to do at that time in that situation with those people. That wasn't a template for every, every conflict situation ever. But I, I quite like Keller's... Actually, I like Tim Keller as a Bible teacher anyway. Wisdom is a capacity of our mind and our hearts that allows us to understand life from God's perspective, and act accordingly. Um, if we could go to the next slide, please. Um, you would have heard a number of speakers talk about knowledge and wisdom. They often go together in Scripture. And so here, I, I like this again. Knowledge focuses on a right understanding of the world and, and how, who we are and how we fit into it. But wisdom is the acquired skill of applying that knowledge rightly or the skill in the art of godly living. It's a skill. We, we learn it. And I'm better at it in some ways than I used to be, but I'm still learning. I do well. I mess up. It's an ongoing thing. It's an ongoing uh, thing of growth. So wisdom. Wisdom in the Bible comes from observations about how life works. But it's not only for deep thinkers. Eh? We often think of wisdom and you'll think of those old Greek dudes and togas and sitting around making really erudite statements. But, or maybe that's just me. <laughs> but actually, it's, it's, wisdom is the stuff of daily life. It's, it's not only about finding out who, the best, uh, who, who you should marry or what job you should take, but what do you do if you're being bullied at work or at school? What do you do if you're on a budget? Or what if there's tension with a whānau member? What do you do? See, that's wisdom. It's the stuff of life. And so over the last wee while, we've been looking at wisdom. And in this situation in which I, find, or in which I found myself, I want to try and apply this wisdom stuff. What would wisdom say? Where these size 13 boots met the tarmac of the supermarket car park, where this 50-year-old theologian 
catches up with a, a, an inebriated Kiwi brother. What does wisdom look like in that situation? Now, the funny thing is a lot of this will come as I reflect back on it because it just happens in the moment. Because I don't have time to prepare a TED Talk. <laughs> Stay with me, my brother, my first point. I just don't have time for that. You, you're actually acting out of who you are, true? Okay, so with that in mind, what I'd like to do is share a little bit around the, well, reflect on the wisdom tradition of Scripture and consider a, a couple of thoughts that I applied, as I say, reflecting and looking back, but what might biblical wisdom look like in this situation? And so firstly, one thing I would really like us to grasp is that the path of wisdom, it's a way of life. It's a way of, it's, it's not about just grabbing some bumper sticker theology or a couple of statements. It's actually a way of life. It's a path. Seven to 800 times in the Bible, Keller tells us that the Bible refers to life as a pathway, as a path that we're on. And uh, we see this clearly in Proverbs chapter 4. And I've got it in the message for us. If you could bring up the next slide for us, please. And I've got this just uh, in a series of verses. So we see here, Dear friend, take my advice. It will add years to your life. Because that's the whole point of Proverbs. It's, it's these teachers helping their sons or these younger people. Look, here's the way of wisdom that will help you grow in life. And so he carries on. I'm writing out clear directions to wisdom way. I'm drawing a map to righteous road. See, see the, the path language? There's a road you should take, and I'm giving you the directions to be able to stay on that road. Carries on. I don't want you ending up in blind alleys or wasting time making wrong turns. Hold tight to good advice. Don't relax your grip. Guard it well. Your life is at stake. So when we're talking about wisdom, it can sound a bit judgy, and gee, you're saying that guy's foolish, and this guy's wise, and he's... Because life is at stake. The decisions I make will affect my wife, my children, my family, those around me. I can't, I can't afford to muck around. There's too much at stake. We carry on. Don't take wicked bypass. See, there's a righteous path and there's a wrong path for the child of God. Don't take wicked bypass. Don't so much as set foot on that road. Stay clear of it. Give it a wide berth. Make a detour and be on your way. So this whole idea of life as a path is a, is a key theme in Scripture. Is that Pastor Andrew? Nice to see you, brother. And, and Leanne and the family, I was, I, did I see? Yes, nice to have you here. Uh, lovely to have you guys here. Well, nice to see you. So wisdom is a path. And we know, we would have heard that James says, James says, you know, if you, if you want wisdom, ask for it. We've heard that along the way. If you want wisdom, ask God and he'll give it to you. And that's true. We've got to stay close to God. Trouble is if we just stay with that thought, then the idea is, oh, I'm in a hard time. What do I do? Oh, I'm in a hard time. What do I do? I want to raise my kids to be wise people. So they learn a way of wisdom where they don't always need to be asked. Now, now, the analogy breaks down because you and I need to be in connection with God all the time. But God wants us 
to grow up and mature and to be wise people who make wise decisions. And the way we do that is by walking the path of wisdom step by step. Does that make sense? So this is a, a way of life. And the man and the woman that you will become, your final destiny, check this, is based on the little decisions and the ordinary everyday choices that you make. They build on one another. This is the way of wisdom. You see, how I dealt with the situation was dependent on everything I am and was and did in the previous 50 years. I didn't just suddenly get to that and go, oh, what did Captain America do in this situation? No, no, no. I, there, there, there are choices and decisions that have gone into who I am and how I would act. So, the way of wisdom is choosing to walk God's way daily, step after step, day after day. It's a long and patient quest, as one writer puts it. God wants us to be wise. It's a path, it's a journey, something we grow in and we learn. And as we become wise people, learning to live wisely, we learn to make wise decisions. Okay, now come back to the situation in the car park. So, I'm standing there and the life that I've lived has brought me, all the decisions that I've made have brought me to that situation. Now, if I had walked a different path, now, let's go back. My temperament is, I like to avoid tension. I like to avoid conflict. If I had fed that and walked that path, then I might come to that situation and I don't want to have anything to do with it. I'll just put my head down, none of my business. Now, let's step back. There's a time for wisdom to be shush and stay out of it. There's a time for wisdom to step up and say something. That, that's a guidance of the Spirit and a wisdom thing. But in this moment, I might have been someone who would always avoid it if I'd walked a certain path. Let's go back again. There's another path I could have walked down. A more aggressive, toxic path. And I, I could have been that person. Go back, I was, I was 20 years old, rugby park. Playing for Hamilton Old Boys, under 21 final on Rugby Park, and we're playing university. I'm a new Christian, and I've got a, a group of my Christian friends have come along to watch me play. And, and so there's this, this ruck that's happening right in front of the grandstand, and this, this prop from Varsity boots my mate in the, in the head on the ground. So I, I did what any, he was, he was, no, sorry, he was my hooker, and so he would throw it in, and I was the jumper, so we were quite close. So I did what anyone would do at that time in my thinking. I grabbed the guy, and I hit him <laughs> four times. And I thought, I'm cool. And I remember catching up with my Christian friends afterwards, and they were shocked. They were absolutely shocked at what I did. And I remember going, oh, Really? Now, remember, my 20-year-old me is quite different to 50-year-old me. But I'm like, really? I was standing up for my brother. I was just doing, you know, I was, I was looking out for my teammate. Um, now, imagine if I had held on to those values and continued to walk down that path, justifying my aggressive behavior, thinking that that's what it is to be a man, embracing toxic masculinity, then, how, then, then if that guy, Simon, had walked for the last 30 years in that path, how might Simon have reacted in that moment? Oh, we. 
then there's another path. And it's hopefully the path of wisdom, and it's the, the path that, that God would have me walk. If we can go to the next slide, thank you. And you, we, we've got a, a well-known proverb here. And you, you're not trusting the Lord with all your heart. You would know it. Lean not on your own understanding. You might know it in the NIV. Don't depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. And so for 30-odd years, I've been trying to walk his path. Do it his way. You know, I've learned, you know, I had to, you know, get people back, had to die to, you know, show mercy. Which wasn't easy, but you, you know, you, you try and, try, you know, loving over hating. You know, all, all those sorts of things. Trying to walk a, a different path. A path where God seeks to teach us how to live in this complex world with its manifest, manifold different options, able to make wise decisions and godly choices. And so, like you, I face the challenge of walking the Lord's way, or I could try it my way, walk my way, the world's way. So we've got these paths that we can take. So, here I am on this path, and this guy's anger and his violence is building, his aggressions, you know, he's getting more and more aggressive. And now he has turned it on this young lady who's trying to reason with him. She's, she's being calm and polite. And so he moves threateningly towards her. Her face changes. She's scared. And in that moment, all that I am, every decision, every action, every thought, all 50 years of my life on this earth, every step along the path of my life has brought me to that point. 30 years of trying to walk with Jesus the best I can. All my Bible reading, all my theological study, all my prayers, my, uh, my experience as a son, a father, a husband, a friend, all the things I've learned from my failures and my pain, my victories and my defeat, all of my mess-ups, all the lessons I learned where I had to go around the mountain again and again to learn them, my experience of living in Aotearoa, New Zealand as a follower of Christ, for the last 32 years, all of it feeds into the man I am in this moment at that moment. You get this idea of the path of wisdom. So, back to the car park. So, I know that God wants me to walk this path, and he wants me to try and be a wise person. So, what do I do? And so, suddenly I'm, I'm, I'm involved. He's aggro. She's scared. The man I am, the man I've become in Christ, suddenly I find I'm speaking up. I haven't decided, I just, I'm acting. And so I'm standing there. I see him shove the old man. That brings me a step closer. Now I see him turn on the young lady, and I go, oh, okay, yeah, I, I can't see. To now stand by and do nothing for me, I'm not saying anyone else, for me, moral cowardice. I don't want to get involved. I don't like confrontation, but what am I going to do? So now he's turned on her, I see she's scared. So all of a sudden I find myself speaking up and I just go, bro, don't speak to the wahine like that. Now, I'm forthright. I'm not like, oh, hey, hey, hi, oh, hey, you know. But neither am I, hey, yeah, 
What are you doing? Hey, you know, I'm sort of, sort of, so I'm forthright, speaking apt words, but I say to him, yeah, and, 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 and I'm, I'm trying to find values that we can share. And so I bring into that moment, bro, we're men. She's a woman. We're older men. She's a young lady. Now, people might speak up about those values. Those are my values. That's where I'm coming from. And I'm like, and I want to get across to him, this is not appropriate. Okay? So now, he turns on me. So that's all I've got. This is a series on wisdom. That's as far as I've got. Sorry, guys. What do I do? So now he turns on me. And uh, in, in, in the alpha male language of, of playgrounds across the nation and across the years, he turns on me. He must have been carrying something in his armpits because his arms were out here. And he, yeah, they were like that. And he, and he, turns, and he turns on me and he goes, oh, what are you going to do about it? And I thought, what am I going to do about it? <laughs> what, what am I going to do about it? You know? And so he, he, he turns on me, and it's like, okay, what am I going to do? Wisdom tradition. See, see all, everything that's coming out of me has hopefully come from the path that I've been walking. I've tried to crucify that aggro young 20-year-old guy who would answer everything with his fists. And by the grace of God, I never had to, you know, get knocked out or anything like that. And so, you know, I've come back to this situation. What do I do? And so, again, a couple of reflections on what the biblical wisdom tradition has to say here, I think, are really helpful. How do I respond? I feel I've done the right thing. I've acted justly. And, and I'm glad that she is no longer the brunt of his anger. I'd rather it was me than her but I'm still a follower of Christ and I need to deal with it well, what do I do? Here's a couple of thoughts that come from the wisdom tradition. A uh, couple of examples that I think express the wisdom truth really well. If you would, thank you, Josh. Um, bring up that slide for us. I've got a couple of um, verses here for us. How do I respond? Patience can persuade a prince and soft speech can break bones. A gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. So the Bible tells us that gentle speech can help de-escalate aggression and aggro. And that's tended to be my experience. And if you have a look at that first proverb, um, soft speech can break bones. It's a really interesting thought. Or the, N the NIV says uh, a gentle tongue can break bones. And the whole metaphor is saying that gentle speech or a gentle tongue can break down hard-headed obstinacy and resistance to an idea in a far better way than aggressive words. So being gentle is, is a far better way to do things. Um, and as you say there, you know, a gentle word can take away wrath. So, <clears throat> you know, these are these Fantastic thoughts. Fantastic wisdom that comes through in Scripture. So you can still be firm in your approach, but you can do it in a gentle, patient, and respectful way. Now, temperamentally, many of us tend to be either straight up, direct, or bold, or mild, calm, and deferential. But the Bible tells us that the wise person learns to be both. So the wise person can be strong and firm, but not arrogant or aggressive. And they can be calm and gentle, but not a doormat. 
So, back to this incident. So I've spoken these calm and forthright words. I've said, bro, don't speak to the wahine like that. So he turns on me. What the ING form of some verb are you going to do about it, he says to me. <clears throat> and, and so his, 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 his stance is really aggressive as he turns on me. I remember thinking, this wasn't wisdom or, or the Holy Spirit. I remember just thinking, oh man, if he's a boxer, I'm not going to see the hands. You know, I just, and then I saw him stagger and I thought, oh no, I'll be okay, I think. <laughs> I'll be okay. And then that, was, that had nothing to do with God. That was just my flesh. And... Um, so he, he, he comes towards me, and, and Josiah later mentioned to me that I was sort of standing there with my arms crossed like this. Point being, my, my, my body language wasn't aggressive. I didn't want to fight. I, I, I had nothing to prove, you know, so I'm standing there. And so he turns on me, he says, you know, what are you going to do about it? And I remember at the moment, drawing on this wisdom tradition of a gentle word being able to turn away wrath, of... of uh, uh, of a gentle tongue or soft speech being able to break bones. I just said to him, bro, she's someone's daughter. That's someone's little girl. I don't know where it come from. That's what I said. <clears throat> so suddenly he steps back and he throws his arms wide and he just screams at me and he goes, I've got heaps of daughters. I couldn't really follow the logic in what he was saying. <laughs> but he... He said, I've got heaps of daughters. And my response was gold. I said, well, that's nice. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Fighting words, really, isn't they? But I didn't know, you know. I just said, oh, that's nice. And then it was interesting watching him because he, he went from this and then he could just see something was going on in his head and then he just sort of deflated and his head dropped and then he looked at the ground, and he wouldn't, there's a whole lot of cultural stuff going on, wouldn't look me in the eye. And then all of a sudden he just says, sorry, bro. And I said, oh. I said, oh, no, that's right. And I could tell he, he needed some connection. He was struggling. And so I put my hand on his shoulder. I, 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 there were words that I shared that were just private between us. We just chatted. And then I suggested he, he head home, and he did. And I'm very aware that you can tell a story like that, and you go, oh, so you're a hero, Simon. Nah, nah, I tried to walk the path of the Lord, and on this occasion it went well, and God was gracious, and I saw his power move. I tried it his way, not my way. You know? And, and, and it was great. And, my, you know, and then Josiah came out, and we were able to come home, drive home, talk about sort of what had happened. You know, but this guy, he responded, to the gentle he responded to the gentle challenge in my words. He didn't have to. He could have carried on being aggressive, but he chose to let it go. He didn't have to. Good on him. So th that was him. He, he, he chose to actually tap into the values I was talking about and, and sort of just let it go. That, he did that, which is great. You know, and praise God on this occasion, I didn't act the fool, because I can take the wrong path, say the wrong thing. But you know, if you mess up, you draw near to God again and you get back on track, amen? So as I debriefed with my son afterwards, we're driving home and we actually, 
now I look back, we actually talked about the way of wisdom without realizing it. What would I have done if he attacked me? He said, what if he came after you? I said, oh, I'd have just kept walking backwards. I, I don't need to fight him. Now, granted, I was big enough to do anything if I had to, but I just I wasn't worried. This was me in that situation. What should Josiah have done? We talked about this. Then Josiah asked me, did you get involved because you imagined that that young woman might have been like Ruby? And I was really surprised again by my response. I said, see, it wasn't just about the young woman. That angry guy is also created in the image of God and loved by God and valued. So in any response that I made, I needed to treat him with dignity and respect as well as the sister as well as the old man who got swept over, all of them created in the image of God. I needed to act in a way that represented Christ well. And on this occasion, praise God, I did. You know, their whānau weren't there. I was. If it was my children, if it was my wife, what would I want someone to do? Would I want someone to step in and look out for them? And as I say, this isn't a template for, every, for what you should do in that type of situation. No, no. From what I've shared, like I say, it's not an insert tab A into slot B in these guaranteed results. That, that's not how it works. Remember the complexities of life. That's what we're talking about with the wisdom tradition. You know, sometimes wisdom says speak, sometimes it says don't speak. Sometimes it says step in, sometimes it says step back. Maybe wisdom is to go and get help. Maybe wisdom is pray. You see God in the moment in which you find yourself. So I did what I could, and God was gracious. And I saw his power move. But in that moment, who I was had been formed over walking a path for years. And that came out. Praise God. Now there's other stuff that needs to be nailed to the cross that could come out that needs to die. Does it make sense? Because I'm on a journey. I'm not perfect, but God is good, and I'd rather do it his way than any other way. Amen? So, with what I've shared tonight, I've got to bring it back. This is about Jesus. For me, this is about Jesus. I am his man. I love him. I serve him. He's come into my life, and there's no other path that makes as much sense to me. I've walked other paths. They don't hold out hope. They don't hold out value. They don't make as much sense to me as his way does. And if I want to be salt, if I want to be light, if I want to impact a world that needs his love and comfort, then I need to walk his way in obedience and trust. The Apostle Paul writes to the Colossian believers about how he wants them to be knit together. And if you could bring up my final slide there. Thank you, Josh. About how he wanted these believers to be knit together by strong ties of love and have complete confidence in God's plan, that is Jesus. And he goes on to say, For in Him, that is in Christ, lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So Paul is sharing that every one of us who are children of God, every one of us who is a follower of Christ, has access to the wisdom and the knowledge necessary for wise living, necessary for holy living. It's all in Jesus. 
The Bible assures us that everything we need to know about God the Father, everything we need to understand this complex reality in which we find ourselves, and what's important and how to live for His glory is accessible to every one of us through His Son and in His Son that is in Jesus. So as we walk the path of wisdom, step by step, Jesus helps us to grow into wise people, the wise people that God wants us to be. And we need to keep walking that path to keep learning and stay close to Him. So Jesus has come, He's died for us, and He has risen again. And the Spirit has come to live within us and to guide us so that as we follow Jesus, we can live wisely in this sometimes confusing and complex age. True, over the last few years with what, what we have been through as a nation, so much of what I have sought to do as I've seen people ripping into each other and different things going on, I've had to go, what's wisdom in this situation? How does God want me to act here? When people are having a go at each other, what, what should I do? How should I act? How should I be? I'm saying I always get it right, but that's, that's the idea of trying to walk His path and His way. For me, I have enjoyed finding out, for, for me as a man, that what it is to be a man, I find in getting to know Jesus more and more, rather than the mixed up messages I, I sort of grew up with in this culture. So I look to Jesus about what it is to be a man. So in Jesus' wisdom, His way is wise, and He makes God's wisdom available for us today. If we would only humble ourselves and walk the path that He has set out for us. So I die to myself, take up my cross, die to myself, and follow His way. My prayer for us all this evening is that we would become men and women of wisdom, wise men and women, where you are in your high school, where you are on the campus, where you are in your workplace, where you are in the home as you raise children, where you are in your family, wherever you are in mixing in your oikos, wherever you are, that you would be able to act wisely and bring God's way to earth and people would be able to see manifest in your life, in my life, the love of God. Amen. Let me pray for you as, as we close. Lord, we love you and we thank you for your many blessings. We thank you, Lord, that you haven't left us alone, but that, Lord, uh, you've sent your spirit to live within us, to guide us. Lord Jesus, we thank you for dying on the cross for us. We thank you that you are Lord. Father, we thank you for your embrace and your love for us. Lord, I pray for each of my brothers and sisters this evening. Lord, whether it's a, I mean, it's quite a dramatic situation that I found myself in, but Lord, every day we bring who we are to a situation, whether it's a, a workmate going through a hard time or a family member who's struggling or, or maybe just a, a, we suddenly find issue upon issue piling up and we start to feel the stress. But Lord, we bring who we are to that situation. Lord, I ask that you would help us to grow as people of wisdom who would be able to bring your love, your holiness, your wisdom to play, to bear in the complex realities in which we find ourselves in this life. 
Lord, I pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to know you more and to guide each of us as we go about our day. Lord, I thank you for these precious people who you love, who are very close to your heart. And I ask that you would help us to be men and women of wisdom, to be wise, to cling to you, to stay close to you, to draw near to you, and that you would be able to mold us and shape us into the men and women that you long for us to be, that we would be able to be salt and light to a nation and to a people who need you, we would see your kingdom come and your will done here on earth as it is in heaven that you would be glorified we pray so I pray for each of my brothers and sisters here that the Lord would bless you and keep you that the Lord would make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you that the Lord would lift up his countenance upon you all and give you peace both now and evermore